everyone. Happy Friday. You're listening to Ask a Badass HB, the episode of Heaving Bosoms where we spotlight our amazing listeners. I hope you're really stoked for Monday because we have a big surprise. We thought we were going to have one more guest episode, but I'm feeling way better. So you're getting A Court of Wings and Ruin, part one, on Monday, May 4th. That's right. Aaron and I are finally giving you what you've been begging for in what will probably be a three-part series. So buckle up. And now we've got Jen L.B. She's a unicorn of support, caring, and inclusion. She is a rain box of friendship, and we are all so lucky to have her on our side. Seriously, she's like a hot, smart care bear. Let's do this. Hello. Hi. Hi, Jen. Listeners, I am here with Jen B. She is not going to be a stranger to you if you are a member of the geriatric friendship cult. Right, Jen? I don't, well, I don't know. Maybe, I'm I'm not exactly like super high profile, but I'm definitely present. You're there all the time. Yes. (laughs) Well, not, I mean, not all the time. A lot. More than I sometimes should be, but. (laughs) Yeah, well, aren't we all, really? Let's be honest. Jen has been around since the beginning yes. of the geriatric friendship cult. We just talked about this the other day. Right. And as, so I just want it noted for all the listeners <laughs> that I was actually on the ground floor of something because mm-hmm. that does not ever, ever happen for me. Yeah. Um, so I was uh, I was added to the cult two days after Melody was added to the cult. Yes. So I think that's pretty much in the first gr- group, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What a true hipster. You liked us before we were cool. That's right. Are we and cool? I, I have sure. to tell you, I also found <laughs> something else that showed that I was a, I really was meant to be in the cult uh, because I, I, do, I do not wear lipstick. I just don't. I don't like lipstick. I almost never wear yeah. it. I own I do happen to own a few lipsticks that every once in a while I, I get a burst of enthusiasm and think I'm going to be a person who wears yeah. lipstick now. And I, and I never do, but I found some in an old purse the other day and I realized that I had the cult lipstick before it was the cult lipstick. <laughs> I don't I, think I've ever Jen, actually worn it out so of the much house. In common. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Nice. Back in the day before the cult. I went to a Kesha concert and I wore some cult lipstick and uh, well, before it was the cult lipstick or maybe Melody was wearing it, but we just hadn't announced it, hadn't yeah. been chosen. And and I believe my hashtag was this lipstick lasts 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wouldn't know because I know I wore it exactly one time in my house, uh, you know, for a matter of an hour. And then I was annoyed that it wouldn't come off my face and... <laughs> I think that was the only time I ever wore it. And I stuck it in this purse until recently, until I found it. So, um, Yeah, it's one of the, you can't like just, you can't do a soft commitment to it. You have yeah. to, you have to really, you can't like just do a tester at the grocery store or whatever. Right. It's never going to work for you. So here we are today together. Um, so Jen and I know each other. Wait, are we disclosing your location? Jen? That's fine. Yeah. Okay. 
Jen and I are uh, members of the Chicago HB group. It is vibrant and robust and full of great human beings. Absolutely. We did a meetup in uh, at Love Sweet Arrow, the romance uh, romance only store in Tinley Park, and it was awesome. We met so many cool HBs. I know. I was excited to see some new people that I've never met before. So mm-hmm. it was really good. People that we have interacted only with um, on the internet, just like yeah. you and I, you and I before we were actual real in life, in person friends. That's right. We, that's how we worked. But now you're stuck with me in person and on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and as we know, you have been a longtime listener. So what was your kind of gateway to heaving bosoms? Well, I remember I started listening. Um, Smart Bitches had done, before they had even like formally mentioned it, I think there was like a, a news kind of post or like, you know, one of those uh, cool things yeah. on the internet posts. And there mm-hmm. was um, one very early post that mentioned it. I don't know what episode it was, but it was, I think it was in the single digits, maybe even. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, so... I, that, I like heard about it and I started listening pretty much right away yeah. and haven't stopped since. <laughs> Woohoo. Do you remember what your first episode was or did you start at the beginning? I started at the beginning. I always do that with podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that that's the best strategy sometimes. Sometimes um, it's rough to listen to a podcast from the beginning. If you yeah. go back to mine and Blair's episodes, there's going to episode, there's going to be some rough editing. Yeah. And I, so I don't know. I, I always go back and forth on whether I should stick with my strategy but i usually do i usually yeah. start at, the, at episode one of the podcast are so. you a com- are you a completist as far as like other things go too sometimes uh, you know i'm not I, I wouldn't say i'm an obsessive completist mm-hmm. but i do get a satisfaction <laughs> from being complete <laughs> will you dnf a book um I, you know i i don't do it a lot so mm-hmm. I, I it does take a bit for me to dnf a book but i i mean i will do it um yeah. But usually, more than anything, I DNF out of boredom. Like, if it's just, yeah. if I'm, you know, I'll stick with it for a while, and then eventually I put it down, and I just never pick it up again. Uh, so I don't I don't DNF a ton. Yeah, um, I understand that. I DNF a lot. Right. A lot of things. I've been very clear on my stance. Doesn't when, take much. It's a good strategy, <laughs> I think. There's, so, I mean, there's so many books out there. I just, uh, you which know. is so funny because I will give like a human being like sixty million <laughs> chances, but what a book just like throws one aluminum can in the garbage. I'm like, it's <laughs> over, okay? <laughs> or it gets one science fact wrong, and I'm out of there. That's right. So it doesn't really take much. And then, <laughs> uh, romance has been a part of your life for a long time, or no? Yeah, well, I read romance, uh, I would say when I was, you know, like a preteen. My mom has always been a big romance reader. Uh, but I mean, we we get along pretty well, but I wouldn't say we're, you know, super close. And so I, she and I never really discussed, we've never really discussed <laughs> romance. Uh, she's much more of like the kind of... Um, a little bit, uh, not so much clean, because she. I remember yeah. definitely picking up some of her books when I was a kid, and they were not clean. Yeah. But she is a bit more on the kind of less sex side of the right. romance, and she reads like you know Susan Fade Mallory and things, stuff like that. Like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, small town kind of things, I think. Um, and so she used to bring me to a bookstore. There used to be a bookstore in the Chicago area that was a a used romance bookstore. And I, I don't what? remember actually. I that guess I don't is very know. 
niche. It was amazing. I can't even believe how it ever stayed in business. But I don't know for sure that it was 100% romance, but I know for sure it was almost all romance. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we used to go and she would pick out like a huge bag of paperback books and I used to pick a bunch up too. And at first I started mostly with those kind of Harlequin Regencies that were, mm-hmm. that didn't have any sex in them, you know, and I was like 12. I thought that was totally fine for me. I did yeah. not want the sex in there. Um, but quickly I kind of abandoned that idea. And then I, you know, I, I realized the library had Harlequins yeah. and that's really what started me on my um, romantic suspense uh, love because I started reading the Harlequin suspense um, titles and from the library and I would get, you know, a bag a a week or whatever. And I, and I continued that through a lot of high school, but then I got to college and I just kind of stopped reading. Um, And it was really only after college and after, you know, many years of working and stuff where I I just, I wasn't really reading that much at all. Uh, And then I had a baby and I had a really terrible birth and it was, yeah, it was, uh, a lot of injuries and a whole long recovery and surgery and all kinds of stuff. And yeah. just like my body and I just did not get along and mm-hmm. I was just not very happy. And I, I, I remember being home a lot. Um, cause I also, then I started working from home. And so I was like, always home with just me and my baby and it was yeah I like I finally started picking up I got a Kindle and I started picking up like some free books for the Kindle very familiar with this idea came across a few romance novels and I was like oh I forgot how much I love these (laughs) and I you know that was it and then I kind of like that I really think like it made a big impact on me in terms of like feeling more connected to my body and you know just like feeling like I had a life outside of my kid and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so ever since then, you know, I basically read almost nothing but romance at this point. <laughs> so that was like 10 years ago. So Absolutely. But Jen is actually my uh, first librarian, not well, first librarian for sure that we're featuring on the podcast. And so I'm going to ask Jen later some library specific questions. Uh, and we're going to talk about why librarians are awesome but I think everyone already knows that. But uh, was the library like a big feature in your childhood, Jen? Yeah, it was pretty big. I mean, uh, we were pretty close to the library. So, you know, I used to be able to walk there. um, And I read a lot as a kid. Uh, Although, you know, I went to like a small private religious grade school. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't the reading choices that were given at school were somewhat limited. Um, and so I, I actually missed out, I think, on a lot of the kind of typical YA books that people my age have read. Like, you know, I've never read any Judy Bloom, for instance. Yeah. Like, we just, like, my, you know, obviously my school would not have provided those. And I well, they did definitely not... weren't uh, letting you read Summer Sisters. That's no, for dang no. sure. <laughs> so I, you know, I read a lot of, like, older books, too. Like, a, like a lot of things. I remember the school library, which wasn't much of a library because it was a really small school, you know, had books from like the 60s and stuff, you know, or like the 50s. Yeah. Um, things like Caddy Woodlawn or something yeah. like that. <laughs> you know, that was kind of the time period they were working with. <laughs> so, But like, um, I, I think I was a lot like that too, though, because I mean, I was reading my vivid memories of books from my childhood were um, Nancy Drew. 
yes. original Nancy Drew books, and then Miss um, Sea of Chincoteague, which I have referenced before on this podcast, <laughs> um, and then uh, James Harriet books. Yeah. Um, and I read those until the covers fell off. Well, yeah. and Laura Ingalls. So I was reading pretty much exclusively old books, too. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. So, and I wasn't, I, I, you know, I regret to, to say I was not a horse girl. I, uh. I never really got into the horse thing. Um, and I didn't, you know, I didn't really read many horse books. Um, I think I read Black Beauty and that was about it. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a horse girl. But, you know, I loved, like, I loved Nancy. I loved mysteries. I actually, mm-hmm. Nancy Drew and Encyclopedia Brown were probably my absolute favorites. Um, yeah. So I think I was a really I was like a genre fiction kid before that was a really like thought of as a thing. So <laughs> besides like reading romance and things like that, do you have any other lady loves in your life right now? I am glad you asked because <laughs> I want to talk about lady loves and this concept of lady loves uh, because and I thought I I was thinking about it because I think it really dovetails nicely with the library theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, I've always, well, I, you know, you and I had kind of joked when we were talking about doing a podcast and I told you I'm not interesting and I don't have anything <laughs> interesting about me. Which and, I, FYI listeners, is false. I, okay. No, I, I mean, I guess, <laughs> and that's not a slam on myself, but I, there is an element of I've always been, I've never been a person who had a lot of hobbies. I don't do a lot of deep dives into most things, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like some people do. So, um, but I think that's part of why I ended up going into librarianship also, Mm -hmm. because I like to know a little bit about a lot of things. Uh, And, and so this concept of lady loves, I absolutely love it. I love this idea of people loving stuff and loving it unashamedly and loving it wholeheartedly and that just brings me like so much joy and like I love to hear about the lady loves on the podcast I love it when people in the cult post things about maybe it's a book uh, you know in particular but anything if they just tell us about some movie that they saw or some you know thing that they did with their day that was really cool and I like it just so here's what it is I think as part of it is that and I think English majors can be particularly susceptible to this. We get a sort of quality judgments about a lot of things like this is good and that is not good. And, yeah. you know, I spent a lot of time. I, I never would say it to people out loud, but in my head, I would think, oh, that song is not good. And this one is good. Or, you know, that book yeah. is not a good book. And this book is a good book. And I think that. That's just, I I don't, I don't, like, that's not, that doesn't bring me as much joy as just being like, yeah, all right, I'm so glad you love that thing. I I love that you love that book. And, you know, I have a lot of weird book opinions. I've said this before in the call. Um, I don't often like (laughs) the things that that are really popular Mm -hmm. and that everybody else likes. Um, But but you're never going to flip and hate on it, which thank you for that, (laughs) by the way. That's a big pet peeve of mine. (laughs) <laughs> I think, and I, so, well, and I, I want to say, it, it's not that I think, like, I, I am not at all against, like, criticism. I'm not at all against, you know, a, a little bit of snarky hate every once in a while. I mm-hmm. think that's also, there's a place for all of that as well. Um, but I, 
I just, I love to hear what people love and I don't have to love it too. I don't need to love the book that everybody else loved. Um, you know, and like, that's good. That's fine. And I, but I just, it brings me joy to hear people talk about those things. Um, Me too. That's basically what this podcast is, Jen. (laughs) I think that's why you and I get along so well is because that's one of the things like I, I am a firm believer that we absolutely don't have to like the same things. We don't even have to like if even if you and I like something, we don't have to like it the same amount. You can love it and I can be just like, yeah, it's fine. It's good. Right. Um, you know, and that's I think I, that's one of the things I really love about you, too, is that you're going to be accepting of who people are no matter what it is. You know what I mean? As long as you're not like, you know, right. crazy hurting psychopath. somebody else. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, and actually what you said there about that, like accepting who you are like that's why it makes me so happy because I love to see people owning what they love and Mm -hmm. and like feeling like they can say that and and you know are cool with that and that I love that and you know it's like I started listening recently to um have like well I know a lot of people in the cult are McElroy brothers fans and they have um, is that my brother my brother yes and so Griffin, one of the brothers and his wife have a podcast called Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I recently started listening to it. And it's just all about things that are wonderful. And, you know, it's, again, That's there is the a kind place. That's the kind of positivity I need in this Yeah, world. there is a place for the, a little bit of, like, hate on things, too. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I think there's also a place. It's okay. It does. You don't have to be. I, like you don't have to like things ironically you can just like it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah mm-hmm. and like I love this podcast uh, sometimes I can you know I don't want to listen to it all day or anything but you know eventually you're like okay that's enough with the positivity but <laughs> but, <laughs> but like take it down just, a notch okay <laughs> it's fun to listen to an episode of just them talking about something that they think is is really interesting and yeah. that like is just that concept is really just like pure and lovely. Um, And I think it ties, the reason I think it ties into being a librarian is because I, to some extent, I see that as sort of my role as a librarian is to connect people with those things that they Mm -hmm. love. You know, it's not to tell them what they should love or anything. It's to connect them. Now I work in a college library, so I do a less of the kind of pleasure connection, like pleasure Mm -hmm. reading or pleasure watching. Um, for you know students are doing more kind of research but even I look at even just research that they have to do for a class as a little bit of that like that they Mm -hmm. are finding that topic that is touching their heart hopefully and you know that they want to talk about and have something to say about on and finding their path to get through that class and like that I like that I like doing that and I like being a part of that process it's like being an enabler in the very best way yeah. In the very best, most like healthy way. You know right. what I mean? Do you have a first or a favorite library memory from your childhood or it can be your adult life, but a, f- a favorite library memory? You know, not too much. I mean, I, I one thing I, I think I, you know, I went to the library a lot, but I don't remember it being particularly memorable. Like I remember mm-hmm. the books, but not so much. We didn't spend tons of time at the library. Uh, but I do remember uh, it being a super big deal when they got computers and mm-hmm. I, we used to go play Oregon Trail Oh yeah, <laughs> at, the, at the library. And that was 
very cool. Um, <laughs> I remember very much enjoying Oregon Trail at the Heck library. Yeah. Heck yeah. We used to get like um, computer lab time with Oregon Trail and you didn't always get to play Oregon Trail, Oregon Trail because most of the time it was like number munchers yeah. or something <laughs> like that. But if you like did all your speed typing exercises or whatever it is, then you got to play Oregon Trail and that right. was always like the best day. Yeah. I ever loved it. Um, well, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing your library knowledge and experience for me with me. I love it. This was awesome. Um, <laughs> are you ready for a, a actual Ask a Badass lightning round? <sighs> we'll see. I tried, to, <laughs> I tried to prep, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, do you want me to only use questions off of the list? No, you can ask me whatever. Whatever. Okay. Uh, do you, I think I kind of know this, but uh, what is your favorite romance genre? Uh, you know, I have to say, I, I think paranormal has now edged out suspense. I, mm -hmm. I used to really, that was my favorite, was romantic suspense. I'm, I think paranormal is now a little ahead. Um, I just because I, I think some of the suspense stuff is, there, there's a lot of stuff that's similar mm -hmm. <laughs> in that genre. So, um, Do you have a favorite romance monster? Oh, I think probably probably shifters of all kinds i i don't know i i, I really like worms uh mm -hmm. i really like bears becky i like bears <laughs> <laughs> um so i think those but shifters probably of all kinds but then you know i really like any kind of magic user a witch a warlock a wizard something like that what about a uh, necromancer yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You Depends. Know, Is he a sexy necromancer, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, it's like, you know, here's what it is, though. I have a really hard time with too dark. Uh -huh. I don't love Agreed. things that are too dark. And I think that's actually one of my issues with vampires, which I don't mind vampires. I've gotten used to them, I guess. But like, <laughs> I Fine. Just, it's not, I'm never going to seek them out. I'm never going to mm -hmm. go intentionally look for vampires because i find those those stories tend to be really really dark and i'm just like but you're dead like <laughs> <laughs> so it's and, just a puff of dust jen exactly okay? that's right i like that whole conversation we had in the cult for those of you who are newer we had a big conversation <laughs> about what happens when a vampire comes and the, you know i just that, it's just I don't like of any of the solutions. I think <laughs> I like my favorite is just a flag that flag unfurls that, says, that just says "come." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it should say something like "kapow" or yeah. something. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I like it either way. It makes me giggle. Um, do you have a favorite carb? Bread, mm -hmm. <laughs> a, a pretty much yeah. real. Bread. Of well, I know any you sort. don't get to eat it as often as you. Yeah, we have like, a gluten-free so. <laughs> household, and so anytime I can have actual, genuine wheat bread, mm -hmm. I am pretty happy. Oh, wheat bread is your preferred bread. Well, made with wheat of some sort, but oh, yeah, okay. like I get any. It. I mean, <laughs> not like wheat. not like brown wheat. Just well, any I am. Kind I am of, down yes. with that. I love uh -huh. a good hearty kind of crunchy bread. That's mm -hmm. great. I love a soft, smooth bread. Any bread. <laughs> Just give me some bread. Yeah. I like <laughs> bread of all kinds. I understand. Um, do you have a go-to author? 
my probably my top one is Shelley Lawrenson. Mm-hmm. She, her voice really works for me. I really I love uh, funny books, and so her voice it really ticks all my boxes. It's funny. It's strong women in there. Is she the uh, one with the tits out fighting? From yeah, back in yeah. the day. Okay. I love tits out fighting. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love it. That is mm-hmm. like my 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 genre is basically like summed up as tits out fighting that's my favorite jen is tits out for yeah. tits out fighting <laughs> that's right uh, <laughs> so everything she writes is shelly lawrenson and also gia aiken and uh-huh. her voice i know it it does not work for everybody but it does for me so i'm pretty sure it doesn't work for me is yeah. that i would i don't know that for sure but it's very specific. And if well, you I've read G.A. Aiken before, if you read a paragraph of hers, uh, even I would say like that probably is what you need to know. Like if you don't like if you're like, this is really annoying or why are they swearing so much or, <laughs> oh, I don't why, you know, or why are they why did they just stab that guy? Like, <laughs> <Yeah. that's, laughs> it's probably not for you. Just Yeah. You know what? Don't ask questions. OK, yeah. <laughs> um, do you have what would your bing bong bong be? You know, I mean, I I guess something in libraries, maybe. I mm-hmm. I don't, because I'm, again, I like I said, I know a little about a lot, but not yeah. a lot about a, <laughs> a, yeah, a lot have, of things. Yeah. Um, so I would say that's it. Probably would have to be something in libraries. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I don't even know if I know this answer. Um, are you an animal person? Are you a dog or cat person? You know, not. Not a lot. I, I don't never associate had, you with like an animal. We don't. We never had any pets growing up, um, and so I've just never been much for animals. I mean, I, I'm like, you know, I'm big on like take care of animals and yeah. let's, you know, <laughs> let's, let's support like, them, and, them okay? you know, yeah. stuff like that. Like, well, I, you know, I think I think animals are great, but I just I don't see a need for one in my life. Now, my kids have a different opinion on this matter, so we'll yeah. see how long that lasts. But. They seem like perfect goldfish candidates. <laughs> yeah. You know? I bet that's what they're looking for. Well, you know, and my parents are – my parents – my dad had pretty bad asthma, and, my, like, my mom had allergies to animals and stuff. So it was just – we just never had them around, and mm-hmm. none of our family members had them around, so. Do you want to hear a funny story? So my mom is allergic to cats. But we have always had cats. <laughs> she just like has to have a cat, so she just deals with it. Yeah, like, I had a friend whose mom was severely allergic. Yeah, and she would. She's multiple times got sent to the hospital because of her allergies to her cat, and she. But she kept getting more cats. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's probably some sort of self harm situation. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? It's fine. Um, are you an Aaron or a Melody? Uh, I I am. I would say uh, Aaron for sure. I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, I, I, I wish I was more melody like, um, but I think I'm probably a lot of Aaron. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, not that I don't want to be like Aaron too. I like them both. I like, I would like to be a big mix. All but right, I'm not. <laughs> Jen, let's be honest here. Let's just be ourselves. <laughs> no, you can no. be the Aaron to my melody. Well, that's, I see what I wish I had just melodies. I, I wish I had a little more octopus in me is, mm-hmm. is I'm just not good at, at that. I, I don't mind being octopus, but I, I'm just not good at the tentacles. I, fi- <laughs> I, fi- <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm going to say that sentence again. I don't mind being octopus. I just can't do the tentacles that much. <laughs> that's right. All right, cool. 
All right. We found our tagline for this episode. Um, <laughs> do you have a, I know you like bread, but do you have a favorite snack? Like if you're going to just grab a snack of something? You know, I, it it varies because I, I, I'm a pretty big candy lover. Uh-huh. Um, I'm working on training myself out of that, though, because, you know, candy does not have uh, any nutritional value whatsoever. No, it's a red food. Yeah. So I am working on training myself sort of out of candy, uh, generally probably sweets uh, of any kind. So yeah. like baked goods or, you know, candy um, is, is generally my first choice uh, yeah. for a snack food. Do you have a movie theater candy that you like? Sour Patch Kids. Me too. They're I so love good. Sour Patch Kids. Do you like the watermelons? We just bought the watermelons. At yeah, they're, I, the you know, day. I like them. I think my favorites are the classic Sour just Patch regular. Kids. Do you like the blue ones? We've got a lot of follow-up Sour Patch questions. I, you know, I, Thomas then, really likes the blue I could, ones. I could, so. I could do without the blue ones. I don't, I don't hate them. But uh, my favorite is the is the orange ones. Those are my oh. favorite. Yeah, I think the green is mine. I don't remember. Oh yeah, green is real good too. Um. I have one more, and then you have uh, you have that amount of time to prepare to think about your belly button. Oh, um, I already i I have thought about this an obscene amount. <laughs> Do you have a problematic fave as far as books? Oh, well, it God. doesn't have to be books. I have be... so many problematic faves. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I well, especially in paranormal and suspense, you get a lot of problematic yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of times the hero has reasons, right? Yeah, and I love mm-hmm. reasons. I love yeah. them. I love reasons. Uh, <laughs> And really, I mean, I guess you could probably sum if you had to like pick an umbrella for my all my problematic faves. It's probably the alpha hole. Like yeah. I love like, a domineering man, but it, it only if it's only if he's paired with all like a really kick ass person, you know, who's, like yeah, who's so, the, that's not their normal choice, is, right? And you know, so there has to be. Like, it can't be just a man who runs roughshod over mm-hmm. everybody. It has to be a man who thinks he's going to do that. And then that person trips him up and says, sure. uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. And so I love all kind of permutations of that. Like, I like I love a bodyguard story yeah. or something where, like, so you know. So are you like a, maybe like a like a workplace relationship sometimes also. sometimes yeah i don't yeah. i don't mind i don't hate those like um mm-hmm. uh, but like i love it i i love somebody somebody has to protect somebody else like somebody mm-hmm. i love like a little i like and that's why i read paranormal and suspense i love a little down danger in the book and like so the stakes are a little higher like i love you know that kind of um, plot heavy kind of yeah. conflict. Like I, I don't. That's and that's part of the reason I don't read a lot of the same books that you know are really a popular. Lot of contemporary doesn't have a lot of deep. It's plot. A, yeah, it's a lot of internal conflict, and that's mm-hmm. that's great. But I get kind of bored. Sure. <laughs> like, but where's the monster? Who's gonna? <laughs> you, how do you know they love you if they, if they didn't save you from a monster? Yeah. <laughs> have you read any of Rebecca Weatherspoon? A little bit. Not, because not very that, much, that though, was yeah. somebody who was explained to me as somebody who doesn't have a lot of internal conflict necessary or no, I'm sorry, the the conflict is external to the relationship. Yeah. And that's what's driving it forward rather than like, I'm just not talking to this person about right. my problems. Yeah, I have to I have to check her out a little bit more than maybe I've missed something there. There's yeah. also <laughs> some hashtag discreet fisting just Nice. Uh, letting you know. <laughs> um, 
Uh, okay, you ready? Okay, bring it. What are you dispensing from your belly button, Jen? All right. Tell me everything. All right. This is going to be a long answer because you need some context because I have, I'm not joking when I tell you I have thought about this a ridiculous <laughs> amount. I'm so glad. But, okay. So, all right. If it has to be a food, okay. which I don't, I know it doesn't have to be. So, but if there's if, literally no rules, but okay, yes. keep going. If, you ha- if it had to be a food, then I would have to say ketchup because okay. I think that is the correct uh, answer for me. I'm not yes. going to say for everybody. For me, <laughs> I nice have children okay. who, I, you know, I enjoy ketchup. We all eat ketchup a lot. Like, you know, pot, like bang for your buck. I think it's yeah. ketchup. But I don't think that would be what I would choose. Uh, so I really like <laughs> – so I came up with two ideas. One I had talked about in the cult before. Uh, which was my idea of CBD oil. Okay, <laughs> and yes. You could, and you could bottle it and sell it. As oh, like, yeah. You know, small batch artisan I could quit my CBD. job tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Small I was like, batch artisan <laughs> farm to table. Buzzwords. That's, that's right. <laughs> it's homemade CBD oil. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, you know, people want that shit for everything. Yeah, so. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but I don't know how far that train will take you because, you yeah. know, someday that trend's going to go away. Yeah. So I don't think that's long term. That's not the best solution. So I, I think the answer that I would have to go with is another thing that I have mentioned in the cult before, too, <laughs> which is lube. Oh, oh yes. Okay. And what I called it in the in the cult you know, I'm just going to plagiarize myself here. I called it a sex condiment. <laughs> oh, because, so, there you go. That gets, oh, that gets, <laughs> that's right. That gets away from the problem of, you know, the, the concern about it dribbling down, right? Oh, yeah. It it's always there. fine. Yeah. So, it, it, it like, that's fine. And it, I, I no think more there's, like, a, doors, you know? a sex-positive educational element here. So, I read the, – and the reason that I committed to this was because a few weeks ago, there was an article on smart bitches uh-huh. um and i pulled it up so that i could tell everybody the name of it it was called once in a lube moon why <laughs> we need more lube in romance yeah and it was all about how people never use lube in romance and i right. thought see then i will be the educator that will like go around telling people about about the importance there of lube <laughs> so like you i'll always use my, have it. my weird belly button dispenser to like as the conversation starter <laughs> i think that you're onto something with sex condiments though like i feel like i feel like there's a lot of action to happen there literally and figuratively <laughs> so i don't know that anyone wants to use my lube but like that would be weird yeah <laughs> like, i mean but again <laughs> depends on the situation you know <laughs> again there's so many other solutions no more squeaky doors yeah you i mean that's like tanning oil. I, would I mean, think you could listen, also yeah, use I'm pretty like sure lube has other uses, like Absolutely. that you could find. Yeah, so <laughs> there's probably a website out there that's giving them to you as well. <laughs> so, so there you go. This is my extensively considered <laughs> answer to this question. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad you put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, that well, makes I do me my really homework. Happy. <laughs> Absolutely, um, Jen. This is awesome. Thank you I for having it. me. Anytime. Do you want to do it again? Let's do it again. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Jen, I love you so much and thank you for doing this with me. All right. I love and, you too. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Keep being badass and love yourself as much as you love heaving bosoms. Woohoo! Yay!
Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>